Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkin's Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. Are you in need of an encouraging word to start your day? Do you need someone to pray in agreement with you? Here at Restoration Christian Ministries, we offer our daily prayer call. Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, where members of our ministry team will lift you up as you head out into the course of your day. The phone number for our prayer call is 641-715-3645, and the PIN number to dial is 500-765, followed by the pound key. Be encouraged and stay encouraged with our daily prayer call at 641-715-3645. Don't forget to press 500-765 and the pound key for our prayer call at Restoration Christian Ministries. This week at Restoration Place. The war that we're, in, that we're dealing with is more internal than it is external. I mean, we are literally in a war zone. Yes, we are. Yes. And some days, some days are heavier than others. Yes. To me, it should be like a command to wear your armor before as you wake up. Praise God for whom all blessings flow. Welcome to this place of restoration. Introducing Minister Nikki Gilbert. Just want to, um, before we start, just want to say a word of prayer. Thank you very much. Go pastor for the lovely intro. <laughs> and the love from just my family and God. Um, just want to thank you, Heavenly Father. Just thank you, Lord God, just for the day. As we partake of the Lord, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for you have blessed us richly with health, oh God, for divine favor, Lord. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the words you have for us this morning, oh God. Just allow me to decrease as you increase, Lord, to be all of you and none of me, oh God. We thank you, Father, that we have your Holy Spirit and just anoint our ears. We can hear from you, anoint our hands. We can work according to your plan, oh God, and anoint our feet. So we can walk as you lead it and guide us, Heavenly Father. Let your word fall on good soil this morning, Heavenly Father. And let it be like a hammer breaking any hard places, oh God. Allow us to be receptive, oh God, to what your word is speaking, oh God. Just have your way. Just permeate this atmosphere, oh Lord. All of you and none of us, oh God. We just find up every demonic spirit, demonic presence. And in us, oh God, we just move every hindrance, oh Heavenly Father. Let us not be easily distracted or deterred, oh God. We 
thank you, Heavenly Father, for just feeding us this morning, oh God, for nourishing our soul, for your word restored the whole person. We thank you, oh God, for restoring and mending every piece and every fiber this morning as your word goes forth according to your will. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 I, I'm always like to say I will not be before you long. Because <laughs> I always feel <laughs> like I don't have a whole lot to say, but then sometimes the Holy Spirit has a way of filling in the gaps and just in complimenting us. Thank God for that. Um, before I get started, um, I'm going to just briefly share with you um, an unusual dream that I had this week. Um, it was a very challenging week. I would say like a challenging years. <laughs> Plural. <Yes. laughs> I'm going to stick with the challenging week. Seems like yeah. extra challenging. Um, having off for the summer since school's out, I'm out. And you would think you'd be able to have some rest. Um, but it's just, it's been a press, um, especially this week. And so, um, and I was thinking along, like, Lord, it just, it would be like, need to be a little bit helpful to understand, to hold on a little bit longer. Um, if I had some understanding, like, well, you said ask and you would give. You would give us wisdom and understanding. Like, so I was asked, but just for some understanding because it was a lot of different things occurring that made zero sense to my personal human mind, per yes. se. Yes. And so, um, so anyway, so I remember I had prayed the previous day. I had prayed this prayer. Um, it was kind of quick. And usually when I pray, when I'm spending time with the Lord, you know, to have my praise music going, set the atmosphere, um, just to kind of bring in, just have a nice, sweet peace, a nice, sweet, pleasant. But this time, I was in a rush because I was, I was feeling some kind of way. And usually, I don't like to talk to the Lord in English when I feel some kind of way because I don't want the wrong words to come out my mouth. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. Um, but I was like, Lord, <laughs> we need change. We need to quit. And, um, but I was addressing him, you know, keeping in mind that he's the king of kings, keeping yes, in mind of yes. who he is, because once you forget about who you're addressing, yes, yes. the words just are not the same, and the heart yes. somehow becomes impure. Yes, yes. And um, there's a misdirection, there's a mistake, this is this mistaken tone of distrust, and, and that's kind of how I felt later that night. I was thinking about, I'm like, well, Lord, I hope my tone, I hope what I was saying wasn't being disrespectful, because I'm very mindful of how I communicate with the Lord, because I know who he is and what he means to me and so in the same way I'm married to my husband and I'm mindful as we progress forward I'm very mindful of the words that I use and how I in the inflection of my voice and where I'm saying certain things because I know him and he knows me and we know we're together we're not going anywhere but at the same time be mindful of what I'm saying the words that I decide to utilize because every word means everything and it impacts everything and so with that in mind um and I was telling us I was thinking about this scripture in Jeremiah, and I was an amplifier, just saying, you know, just to be, you know, remove, get rid of that, dis, you know, that mistaken tone of distrust, and to really have a heart and, and to trust me. And so, in this dream I had, um, it was Friday morning, Thursday night, and um, it stuck with me because I've never been in the military outside of the army of the Lord hallelujah <laughs> but it's different because you know it seems like everyday life so I don't feel so much in the actual physical military so in this dream I um shortly before I woke up it's, it was in this dream um stand I'm walking and and I come to this dirt road there's this dirt road 
and, and it's almost like a slight for either go straight or I can kind of go to my left. And both paths, they're dirt road, made of dirt road, and there's one, the dirt's clear. There's no, nothing's been written, nothing's been taken on that way. And then on the one you go straight a little further up, it's, it has like, it's been marked. It has like a specific mark on it and like it's been traveled upon. So I'm like, well, let me take the clean, I'm like, because in my mind, I'm like, let's take the clean route. <laughs> it's right there, it's shorter, it's right there. So let me take this route. But while I was standing there, there's these military men and um, these soldiers and they're saying, no, it's like then they were saying, don't go that way to my left. Because if I go that way, the enemy, I'll be right in the line of the enemy. And so if I take that way, the shorter way, this way right here, that seems so clear and easy. And right where I can see, it would put me right in the line of fire of the enemy. And I'm like, okay. So I proceed to move forward to where the mark is and towards where the soldiers are. And there's a specific soldier who's across from me and he's bending down, almost mimicking to show me how to go, how to move forward. I couldn't just stand up. I had to bend down, I had to drop down and drop to my stomach. So I dropped it, it's like I instinctively knew. Like when I watched, he just bent over and so when I saw him bend over, I was like, okay. And so I didn't even, I, didn't, I was just thinking, I didn't even think about it. I just dropped down and there I was on my belly with my arms to my side and I'm crawling through and I'm, all of a sudden I'm crawling, I'm crawling along this dirt path. And it's narrow, it's, far, it's, no, it's hardly any space to move. I hadn't watched any military, anything, and I don't know, probably in the next past, over a year or so, more than a year. I hadn't watched anything regarding military, I hadn't watched anything violent that night, nothing. And so um, here I am crawling through. And, I'm, and, and as I kept going through, it's, I could see the dirt, the soil as I'm going through, I'm pushing through. And I'm, and it's almost like I'm in this dark crawl, I'm in this crawl space where I have just enough room to move forward. I can't even turn around even if I wanted to. I had to keep pressing, had to stay low and stay focused. I couldn't worry about what was happening around me because I know as I was passing over this narrow path, it's like almost like a little hump I was going over. And as I was going through, over by my head, there's like this metal piece. As if there was a device above my head, almost a position as it was almost as if it was glaring out towards the enemy, as a almost as a protective device. It was almost like there was something above me. I couldn't see what it was, but it was a piece of metal engrooved in the dirt as I was going past. So I just kept going and make sure my head didn't hit the metal piece of metal that was engrooved into the ground. So I'm going forward, I'm pressing and I'm moving with everything that I have. I'm using and I mean, I didn't feel tired, but I felt like I was moving, and I was just moving. I just knew I couldn't stop. I had to keep going. And as I kept going forward, suddenly, and I mean, I didn't want to get up. And I felt myself, I had, it was almost like my legs were, had kicked out a row of chairs. And I'm like, what? Where, where am I? And so I was wanting to make sure I was clear out of the path of the enemy. Because where I was, I went from one dirt road, full of dirt, full of, you know, just in a very low place, a very low dark place that required you to be as low as possible and unseen. I was even, you couldn't even see me if you wanted to because I was hidden. I was hidden in this dark, narrow place 
which seemed dirt, it was just full of dirt road. So as I'm, so as I, as I looked, I kicked my feet out, and like where I kicked my feet out, and I was coming up. It was a row of chairs, and there was a woman sitting, and there was a gentleman sitting, and it was almost as if you knew, um, kind of like there's a pedals, there's like a, a um, kind of here there's a stand, and then to your right there's like a box usually uh, reserved for dignitaries or so forth, like in the military. And so there's a podium and it seemed, and I was like, and so I was over oh, when I got up, I'm over in an area where there's this box area. And so I was like, okay. So I went and I kind of got up and sat in this chair and, and I heard this announcement and it said, she's a friend of the friend. I was like, and I was taken aback because I was thrown on like, what is that even? I'm like, like what? And then I woke up. And this is probably about five in the morning. You know, God likes to talk to you in the early hours, about four thirty-five. And so I, I wrote it down. I wanted to share it with my husband. And um, and I was thinking about like a friend, a friend like Jesus, like Jesus. Jesus is the friend. I was like, oh, I'm a friend of Jesus. I'm like, hey, that's all I'm excited. But then at the same time, the reality hit. It's like. You know, where I'm in a war. I'm in this war zone. And like my husband pointed out, like, but you're not even fighting. The soldiers are there. The army of the Lord's got me. But I gotta keep going. I gotta stay low. Like he said, like humility. I gotta walk in. It's like but I had to stay low on my I mean, I was low as you could I couldn't go. It's like being on this floor here flat. And I thought I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay, Lord. So then and then because it was so hard, it's like a pressing place. And you can't, there's no, you, there's no stretching out. There's no comfort in the war. There's no comfort. But I wasn't in danger. I just had to keep moving. Like I was covered. Like I had all the soldiers, they were out there, they were fighting for me. They showed me how to get into position so that way the enemy couldn't get to me. I was covered. Kind of covered under the blood, but you know, we're, we're in the army. You know, but it doesn't feel like we're sold. I mean, sometimes it feels like, you know, we're, we're enduring some serious stuff. But it's like, but Jesus did it. So why do I have to endure? If God's done everything, can I just have an easy moment? A e just, I mean, just one. Like Solomon, he had peace all around. God gave him peace all around. <laughs> that peace. He, I mean, he had peace. He's king of Israel. Israel was always in battle, always in war. The children of God were always at war. Somebody always hating, always. Even if people who see but they love you. Always at war, warring, warring. But God gave Solomon because they, they had an upright heart. And so as parents, it matters. When we do everything we do, it matters because it impacts everybody and everything that we're connected to. It's not just us. And so I was looking at how um, how God He had um, in First Kings. First Kings. Um, I'm just going to read briefly First Kings nine, and where God He's um, talking to Solomon. He He talks by and Solomon because David, as everybody knows, God always considered David as a man after his own heart. And um, how we use the wording after his heart is um, relative. Um, to be after somebody's heart, that is, um, that's a huge compliment in regarding the character of the person's heart you're after. Because it says, because it requires work. 
it's diligence to be after somebody's heart. Um, It requires effort. It doesn't happen overnight. Oftentimes you see people on Facebook, oh, I love this person. Oh, I can't stand that same person. Love them, can't stand them. And here you have somebody who's consistent, fully flawed, which is why David's one of my favorite people in the Bible because I'm fully flawed. Fully flawed. So, and God let me know, it's like, it's not about religion. It's not about the doing. It's the being. The inner being. The inner being. And so, in um, in 1 King, in chapter 9, um, God, he's, I mean, God, he's talking, he appears to um, Solomon, King Solomon. And his father, the King David, beforehand, he had a heart. He wanted to prepare a place specifically just for God's name only. And he, not so much for God to come, but for his name. Because yeah, he understood the power of the name. All throughout the Bible, specifically in the Old Testament, there was they were always building an altar at the drop of a dime. Like it was no problem. Right. So wherever the Lord ministered to them, wherever there was an impact, because he built a place of remembrance. And the same we have to build a place of remembrance yeah. in our heart yeah. and in our mind because the war that we're in, that we're dealing with is more internal than it is external. Yes. Yeah, the, like the pastor says, the world's going to do what they do. So we can't. We should need to stop being so taken aback and surprised because the Bible is, has written it down from beginning to end. Yes. But our part, we have to do our part and dig in. I mean, as a servant, as a minister of the gospel, my part is to equip. I'm to help provide others who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ with the equipment that they need to be yes. protected against the enemy, to be able to press on through the battles of everyday life. I mean, we are literally in a war zone. Yes, we are. Yes. And some days, some days are heavier than others. Yeah, yeah. And so we are, we are, it is, um, a, to me, it should be like a command to wear your armor soon as you wake up. How we put on that armor can't be casual. It has to be intentional. Everything we do has to be with intent. Like David, he was intent on building a specific place for his God because he just he understood who God was in a facet that some of us tend to forget because we're so encompassed about with a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of disappointment, a lot of frustration, a lot of hostility, a lot of a lot of setbacks. When actually we're progressing because the the attacks of the enemy shows us you're making progress. Yes, yes. Yes, people say, yeah, you're a threat. Great, great job. You're under fire. Awesome. You're under attack. You must be doing great. That means God's right there. He's right in the midst. That's what he did with Daniel. Because he did the three Hugo boys. He was right there. In the fire of actual fire. I mean, I may feel like I'm in fire. They were in the actual, literal fire. And I wonder, I'm like, how did no hit, not a single drop was burned yeah. except for the people who put them there and that's kind of like our enemy he's going to be put in the fire and not a fire is going to touch us yeah. and we remain faithful and true because God he knows the facades we put on yes, he, does. Yes. he knows the facades he understands the images that are being reflected to his people 
But we're just missing the heart of God. Yes. The heart of God is being missed. Yes. Nobody's aiming for his heart anymore. They're aiming for the mind of yes. man. Yes. This human philosophies, the reasoning, the trying to understand things that God specifically said you can't understand. It is beyond your understanding. So sometimes I didn't understand my dream. I was saying, God, you can't understand my situation. But the understanding of it was, you have to understand you're a soldier. You're in an arm. You're in war. And I'm protecting you. So you have to be right where I have you. No, there's no choice. You have a choice to go over there. You can go there. Yes, yes. There's two paths. Life and death. You want the shortcut? And where you have it? Sometimes it looks clear. It's like, this. Like why go the long route? Because I still don't understand the long route. Like, I would have done this so much different, Lord. The route you took is completely different. I mean, then it's like, okay, fine. I understand there's some development that's necessary. Because honestly, this is not my desire to do in front of anybody. I like my praise and worship and then to chill and hear some good word. I'm not really big on being in front of people. But God said, no, I need you here because somebody needs to hear your story. Somebody needs to hear your heart. The heartache, the endurance. Some people, we're like life preservers for other people. We can't afford to be selfish. We can't afford to keep ourselves sheltered within the body of Christ. Yeah. But yet he said to go out. Yeah. Yes, we're in the body, but we gotta go out. Yeah. We gotta circulate. Yes. So we gotta penetrate the so truth. Because so it's being watered down mm-hmm. daily. It it's being stretched mm-hmm. beyond the imagination. Because yeah. our heart is can be wicked above mm-hmm. all things. That's why I said God said, let me give you a new heart. I'm gonna move this stony heart. It's so hard. It's hardened to the point where the word can't even penetrate. People are hearing the word, but it's not penetrating because the hurt is so deep. Because you have people going after things that are not of God. They're not going after His heart, but they're going after the things of God, not the heart. And so, I was reading, and I thought it was interesting in First Kings nine, and the Lord He's telling Solomon. In verse 4, 9 verse 4, well, <clears throat> actually I'll start with verse 3. And the Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication that you have made before me. I have consecrated this house which you have built to put my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Now if you walk before me as your father David walked, and this is how we have to walk, in integrity of heart and in rightness, uprightness and to do according to all that I have commanded you and if you keep my statutes and my judgments God is here he is making this promise this covenant with Solomon and purely because of who his dad was the heart of his dad and as parents I know our heart matters because it affects and affects our descendants, our relatives, our family, and our friends, and our co-workers, everybody we interact with. Everything matters. Nothing's trivial. 
Nothing small. Yeah, we're going to hear some different catchphrases. We may have different slogans and cat, you know, we have all these different commercial words we use now in the body of Christ. But none of that matters. It's having integrity. Like, what are you doing when nobody's looking? When you think nobody's looking? It's funny because God will show you things that don't have anything to do with you or somebody else. He'll show you what somebody else is doing so you can pray for that person and keep them lifted up. Not to put post a video and talk about them and slain them on Facebook or YouTube. It's for us to lift them up and and up to the Lord. All under, but yeah, we know we're not ever interceding. Everything's we're talking about everybody and everything except for Jesus, what He's done, His love, His grace, His mercy, His goodness. Compassion was talking about His mercy, and it was almost like, oh yeah, no, His mercy, no, but His mercy, His mercy, so full of it. Because I look at my kids, I'll be playing the game, they get upset. Oh, you gotta, you didn't say sorry, no. Just forgive. No, it hurts. And here we are. We got a back turned attitude, demand, putting on demands on the Lord. Like he doesn't even matter. Like he's a genie in the box when it's convenient. Maybe he's in the closet. Maybe he's under the bed. Or maybe I left him in the shower before I left for work. Where is this having a heart for the Lord? Uprightness. Integrity is everything. Just because the world said it's okay, it's not okay. It's not okay. Grace, it covers. Yes, it is abounding. But you can't crucify Christ afresh and anew. There are consequences to every single thing we say and do. No, my words are not pretty. No, this is not poetic. But this is the truth. The truth is, God needs people who have a heart for Him. And there's only one choice, Him or or death. Because in Him is life and fullness thereof. There's liberty in Him. You know, I was wondering, I'm like, Lord, I don't even know what you want me to say this morning. I said, I'm going to share my dream and see what you have to say. Because all I know is everything I was reading was about judgment. Judgment coming upon his people because we're putting anybody and everybody in anything. There's no boundaries. There's no line of demarcation. There's no separation. Holiness is almost like it was, oh, that's back in the day. So true. We've become so full of self, selfie, selfish. What about self-denial putting Christ first? What example are we setting for our kids if everything's okay? What are we leaving behind besides the trash? There's no regard for life. They were protesting on TV to have the option to abort. They don't even have the, they want the option. The option to kill and murder. Why would you be so vehemently passionate about killing? There has to be a change and it starts with us. We're the change. We're looking for somebody. We're looking for a president to change. We're looking for leaders who have a heart. For the world. We have to find a way. We have to dig in deep. Because we're in a war zone. And it's not supposed to get better. Except for in here. And in here. We have to create our own atmosphere. They're creating their own altars. They're creating their own temple for the Lord. For his name. I'm looking for his presence. 
for his glory. They were talking about his name because they understood the power of the name of Jesus Christ. The name, the power of his name. People are hardly singing his name. God, which God are you talking about? Yes. There's multiple gods that they're pointing to. That was listening. Solomon, he, mar he had married over 700 women. So that means each woman had a, how many gods? All he had to do, this man is full of wisdom. So it's not about acquiring more wisdom and more knowledge of the world. It's not about that. It's about the heart. Yes. Having the heart of God. A heart of God, it cries out. It cries out for justice. It cries out for the poor and the needy. I was talking to my brother-in-law, and he's telling me, yeah, I gave a, um, he was like, he remember hearing his person, he said he bought him on Facebook, and so he gave a homeless person $100. And God blessed him after that. He kept getting blessed and blessed and blessed. I don't even know if he's saved, but I know he respects the Lord. You tell us what the Lord said, he will do it. There's some of us who, the reverence. Where's the reverence? Because if you have a reverence for someone, you will show enough respect. Oh, oh, no, I can't do that. No, I can't. No. You go ahead. Yes. All things can. You can do all things. But not all things are beneficial. It's not. Right now, like, my grandmother, she's um, she has dementia. I'm assuming I have to share this. So I'm going to share it. And this is the same woman who raised me all my life. And to watch her not recognize her own self in the mirror because of her mind. Yeah. We have to protect our mind. Yeah. It's not about seeking how much words I can put together beautifully and share with the world. It's not about that. It's not about how beautifully we can sing and make beautiful melodies. It's, it's having no heart for God. Because there are people who are dying and who are desperate for the Lord. Who don't even know him. He's introducing himself because he doesn't have anybody to introduce him for him. Yeah. Because we're going, we're going, we're almost like we're going astray. Sometimes it's intentional, sometimes it's accidental. Because we're connected to the wrong tree. We're sitting perched up on the wrong branch. And it's hard. Because it looks so beautiful over there. So y'all want to go over there where it's beautiful. But the pieces, Jesus said, I've come that you might have peace and have peace more abundantly, but the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to steal our joy. He's trying to steal our imagination. He's trying to steal our hope. He's trying to steal, once again, our inheritance. How many times must he instill our inheritance? It's the first thing he did. He slipped in and stole our inheritance. You have people building up, build temples for him. Saying, great job. Thank you for stealing our, but they don't recognize that he's stolen our inheritance. They think he's enhanced our enlightenment, some intelligence. You think wisdom's all, we, we don't, it's not about wisdom. Solomon fell into a trap. His own to not be able to have to have wisdom, but you need discernment. You need spiritual discernment. It's not things of this world. It's not. It's the spiritual realm that matters. Yes. It's the spiritual realm. Without a love, what what do you have? What do you have? You just walking, just walking plainly. We can't. There's what is it without love? We have to have love. Yes. God's 
mercy. He's un unfailing love. He's full of love and mercy. Yes. He's good. Taste and see I'm good. Yes. Yes. You can't, it's not enough to go to church. You have to have an encounter, personal encounter with him. I don't even know if Solomon had an encounter. I know he saw God. He heard from God. But I don't know if he had an encounter. Because he had an encounter with too many women. And too many they're false gods. They're raising up high places. What's in our high places? What do we have hidden in our closets, in our high places? There's certain something that's being set up. Our hopes and dreams. We have to find a place. And we have to keep it. For the Lord, there's nothing else can go there. This specific place, specifically designed for yeah. the Lord, for the yeah. Lord only. Because yeah. if we don't separate and isolate a specific place for the king, we will be infiltrated and taken out. It's too many women and women, men and women that are being taken out rapidly. One minute here, one minute they're gone. Because something else is sitting where God was supposed to be sitting. Oh, that's it's, it's too many people who are randomly just dying. Yes, death is inevitable. But it's the way you go. And it's how you go. It's how you live. But it's not going to church. It's not just that. It's not praying just the right prayer. It's not saying just the right thing. It's love. Yes. Without love, it's just a sounding board. That's what Paul said. Sounding brass. That's all it is. Why would you want to be in a relationship without love? Oh, because the person's rich, apparently. So that means you're tied up with Satan because he's all about offering things. Things that you he thinks you desire. Things that entice. Things that look good to the eyes. Sound good to the ears. Yes. On the touch. And so it's not okay. It's not okay to just come any kind of way. We have to start consecrate, set aside consecrated time, holiness, yes. getting back to yes. things that are pure and holy. Yes. We yes. have to become our own filter. Yes. Our own. We have an advocate. We have a Holy Spirit yes. who's within us. And there's no reason to feel powerless. How can we be so full of power and feel so hopeless and dead inside oh and dry? How can you be so full of power and fire? One minute you lay in hands somebody, next minute you can barely wake up in the morning because you're feeling so heavy. How? What is missing? God will still use you. He used a donkey to talk about him. He'll use whatever, whoever, whenever. He doesn't care about a title. Yes, he will use a rock. Yes, he will. He'll use whatever he needs. He does not care about titles. He cares about the heart. Yes. The heart is where everything flows out of the issues of the heart. The heart is where the issues flow out of. So if I have a thought, I got to I gotta watch my thought. I got to watch what's coming in. I have to be my filter. These are my gates, my ears, my eyes, everything around me. It's so easy to be absorbed. We are earthbound. Yes. Right here, right now. We have to be focused on an aim. Where's your destination? There is a choice you have to make. It's life or death. It is holiness. There's nothing else besides holiness, really. Holiness and then sin. There's no gray, there's no boundaries. 
There's no there's no gray lines. There's no gray area. I promise you, there's no gray area. There's no gray area in heaven at all. There's no gray area. Because I would not let you in my house smoking, drinking. I wouldn't let you in my house. Because you know why? I care about my kids. I don't want to be infected. Who wants their house to be infected unless you're already doing it? I don't want you to come in my house using profanity. Because you know why? I don't want my kids to hear that. I told my kids, I don't want you to be average. I'm not raising you to be average. Everybody parents differently. God parents differently. He cares. And he will chastise you accordingly. If you're blessed enough. If you're favored enough. Because unfortunately, if you're not being chastised, it's a problem. You want to be chastised. You want somebody, you want to be known that he cares. My parent cares. God cares. Because what's going to prevent you? What's your fix? What's your guideline? What's going to keep you from going out of bounds? Without having boundaries. Everything is not everything. They say it doesn't matter. Everything matters. Yes. It matters more than you realize. Yes. Yes. Everything matters. Yes, some things are temporary. Yes, you're going to have some hurt and pain. But that's a part of human experience. Pain is a part of human experience. I was talking to a friend this morning. She was praying with me this morning. And she said, you know, um, I remember her saying one time before in her prayer. She said, not everybody understands a cup of sorrow. The cup of pain, suffering. And everybody understands the cup of suffering. Because it is a cup that you got as a partaker of Christ. And depending on where and how you're destined to move forward, assuming you're even in. Because some people can be amongst you and not be in. Just because you sit next to me does not mean you're in. You have to have a personal relationship. And your heart has to be right. You have to have a right heart. Or what else? What is? What are you wasting time for? It's not about what we think. It's about what God thinks. Yes. So That's true. the bottom line. So yes. I'm sorry. This message is kind of. I feel like. <laughs> is this all over? Because it's just so much pain, and it's so much hurt. But if we're not setting aside, consecrating the time, if we're so distracted, it comes about by bills. Yes, the bills are going to be there. That's what they are. They're supposed to come. That's a part of human experience as a mature adult. That's what I tell kids. Enjoy your life while you have it before the bills come. Enjoy life. But we have to learn how to enjoy life too. We've got to learn how to fight. Nehemiah, they were building a wall. They were building a wall and defending themselves. They were ready. Ready for an enemy and also working. Work, defend. Work, defend. And this, I felt this funny as I was cooking one day in the kitchen. We'd be having flies come in the house and through the kitchen. I'm cooking and I'm swatting flies. I'm cooking, swatting flies. Cooking, swatting flies. But that's what, but it, but it would have bothered me a year ago. It would drove me crazy. But it's different. I was like. No, it wasn't even a big deal this time. And, and that's what God wants. He wants he's prepared. His way he prepares you is customized specifically for you. Everything you go through, everything you endure is specifically to build you up, to make you stronger. Because some renovations won't work. Sometimes he has just to break the whole thing off and start anew and afresh. Sometimes it's not. It's too expensive. The cost is unbearable. But that's for us, not for the Lord. He's done. He's took care of it. He's paid it. 
So, but the renovation, it takes time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I tell you because my husband, he was doing the bathroom. I always mention it because it's funny. But he was doing the bathroom. I was out of town. And so he couldn't, he, he needed time for people to not go in there. You need some separation time or it's not going to come together right. So if you're not isolated, if you got things going on all over the place, if you can't be still enough, it's not going to be finished properly. Some things are going to be out of order. Why would you want something out of order? You want God to use you mightily. I mean, I know, I want to see resurrection power. I know what I believe in God for. I believe in God for the impossible. I know everything I believe in God for only requ requires only Him. There are things in life that only God can do, can touch, can move, and impact. Not man, unless God puts it in somebody's hand. Because people say, oh, well, money, God can give you money. has come for a person. I remember somebody saying that to me. That's not true. Jesus can go right in the fish. I remember specifically. Right in the fish mouth. What's hard for God? Yeah. All things are possible yeah. through Christ Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. All things, everything is possible. With us, we just got to be patient with ourselves and with the process. The process is painful. It's excruciatingly painful. The greater, the greater the work, the greater the persecution. Understand it's the process, but you got to press forward. You gotta keep moving. There's so much more in store. It's more to life than just bills and work. There's more to Christ than just going to church and taking a seat. There's so much more. So we are more than this. But once we understand that, we come together on one accord. One accord. But it has to be singleness of mind, singleness of heart. I do believe miracles will happen. I do believe in apostles. I do believe, I do believe there are some prophets. I do believe there's some marvelous pastors. I'm looking at them now who have a heart for their people. Yes. Not their God's people. Yes. But you gotta serve. Because sometimes I don't feel like doing the things that I do. I sometimes I gotta get up extra early, make breakfast with my grandma because she can't do it. She can't remember how to do the toaster, the market. She can't remember. And so, and everything we do matters. So I gotta get up, I gotta forget about myself and concentrate on the purpose, the assignment, and task. You gotta stay on task. We have a taskmaster and we have an enemy who comes like an angel of light. You gotta watch these angels of light who appear. You need to use your discernment. You hear what they're saying? Something that doesn't make any sense. So why are you still listening? Give them three sentences. I promise you, one of those sentences will be off. Just open up your ears to hear what the Lord is saying. There was a prophet in the Bible. This is my last point. There's a prophet in the Bible who was sent to Jeroboam, King Jeroboam. And this prophet, this is in 1 Kings 13, this prophet, they didn't have a name. There's a prophet who came from Judah to Bethel to give a warrant to Jeroboam. So he warns Jeroboam, the altar splits, because God gives him a specific word, and the word is right there on time. And it's in action, because the word is active. It is alive. 
It is real. There's nothing fake about this word in spite of the questions and the shades that's thrown towards it. It's so powerful, people try to hide it and lie about it. But don't be distracted by the lies. So this prophet, he goes, he gives a word, and he goes about his way. He says, I can't, even, I can't stay. The Lord said, I can't stay. I can't go out the same way. I can't eat. I can't drink. I can't do any of that. The Lord told me to. I got to keep going. That's what the Lord told this prophet from Judah. So he goes. He's obedient. Then this old prophet, this old prophet, hears about this prophet who goes to see Jeroboam. And the old prophet asks his sons, and his sons say, we saw which direction he went. He said, okay, saddle up my horses. So this old prophet, he goes, he goes on his horse. He goes to track down this prophet who gave this powerful, mighty word. But it wasn't a good word. It was a word of judgment. A, a word saying, this is the last of your kind. Because God will extinguish not only you, but your name. So you want to stay on the right side of the Lord. But it's so that old prophet tracks down this new, this other, this young prophet who specifically got word, don't go back, don't eat there, don't drink there, and do not go back the same way you came. So the old prophet tracks him down. He sees him under this tree. And the old prophet says, hey, the angel of the Lord told me to offer you something to eat, to come. And for you to come and eat and drink with me. Come to my house and rest. Well, the Lord has told me, the Lord said for me, I'm not, I can't not to go, not to come, not to go eat, drink, and not to go back the same way I came. I just gotta go. No. But the Lord, the angel of the Lord told me to tell you, you can come, eat, and drink with me. So this prophet who gave this powerful word who, and the Lord gave him this, gave the sign to confirm his word. He decides to go with this old prophet. And as a result, as he gets to the old prophet's house, he eats and drinks. The old prophet gets a word, this time a real word, an actual word from the Lord. And he tells him, you tell him he will not be buried with his fathers. But that instead, so he doesn't even go back home. But instead, his body, his corpse, for he's attacked by a lion on his way out when he leaves the old prophet house. And then there's a donkey. I think it's interesting there's a donkey there. And neither animal touched this prophet's body. It lies there and people go by looking at this corpse, this great man of God, this powerful, mighty man of God who heeded the words that were contrary to the word of God. The old prophet just wanted to confirm if this was a real prophet at the point of death. Can you imagine somebody telling you God said something and it wasn't even true because they're trying to test what's in you? And it leads to your death because of your disobedience. We cannot afford to be disobedient in this hour. There's no going back. 
that prophet died, he could not go back home because he disobeyed the Lord. The Lord said, don't eat, don't drink. Do not go back the same way. Whatever God is telling you, you need to know it for yourself. You hold on to it. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. Don't let them tell you an angel said anything. If you don't hear God say anything different, because God does not contradict himself. He is the same God. He is a constant. He is consistent. He is persistent. There's nothing like the Lord. There's no one like him. There's no other God besides him. He's created everything and all things. And in that, we have to be mindful that his word comes first and last. Because it's the only thing that's going to last and endure for all generations. Through all, whether the earth pass away or the heavens pass away. It's his word that stands. Amen. Amen. I want to thank everybody for um, enduring with me. The Lord. The Lord has a way of... Um, his training ground is um, sometimes it's gentle and sometimes it's brutal. <laughs> and I thank you all for allowing me to be able to come before and stand before you. Um, I just pray that we just all just guard our hearts and shield our minds. Um, we're so close to whatever this thing is. Um, you know, is in spite of how we feel and what we say. I know we say it a lot, but sometimes we have to be reminded, and sometimes God will show you something. Like, I don't even, the dream, sometimes it, it allowed me to just kind of, it just lifted something off of me. I can't explain what it was that was on me, but it lifted something off. Because I'm like, Lord, I can't. It's hard to pray when your heart's full of sorrow. It's hard for me to, like, if I'm upset with my husband, it's hard for me to talk. Because my heart, it aches and so that's what I told the Lord and so he gave me that dream to give me understanding reminding me that we are in a battle it's his but we're in it <laughs> we're deep we're entrenched <laughs> some days are better than others but I just thank God you know, again, for his mercy for his love and for his grace and for your patience um, and allowing God to use me to develop me and trusting him because sometimes um, the words I have are as I'm speaking um, so please bear with me <laughs> anyway just want to thank God for every one of you I love you guys and I'll keep you all in my you guys are always in my prayers um, if you have special prayer requests um, just text me let me Introducing Minister Thomas Gilbert with the final word. Good evening, everyone. Um, tonight, I want to share with you just a very familiar passage of scriptures, one that uh, has been preached on time and time again. At least I've heard it many times throughout my life. It's in Genesis chapter 32. Um, for the sake of time, we'll start reading at the 24th verse. It says, then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. 
And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Herein is uh, what I want to say to you this evening. A lot of times we don't discover or we don't receive the blessings that God has for us until we go through some sort of trial, some sort of pain, until our walk has changed, until we have come to this place of wrestling with God uh, about not just the things of, of our own life, but wrestling with who he is, wrestling with the makeup of, of what we believe God to be as he just continues to reveal himself throughout the course of of, of this existence that we have here on this planet. And I, I don't, I don't mean to sound really deep and philosophical, uh, searching for some, um, intrinsic truth or revelation that has not been given to us through, uh, the Bible. But what I'm trying to, to get at you is, um, we all wrestle with, with, uh, different theologies, with different doctrines that, uh, are presented to us. Um, you know, some people believe in the word of faith movement and how you can speak a thing into existence. Some people don't believe that. Some people believe that you can lay hands on people and tell them to be healed and that they will be healed. Some people believe that uh, that that died out when the apostles left. Uh, and, and so it comes to the point where you can't look to men any longer. You've, you've wrestled with their doctrines and you're wrestling with the scriptures, trying to, trying to grab a hold and God is revealing things. And sometimes you don't really come to the truth until you've gone through some sort of struggle and you've got to experience it for yourself. And that's where God is trying to get all of us. I believe sometimes the blessing is in the wrestling, the going through, it's in the trial. It's in that 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 painful trial that ends up in the long run changing your walk, changing the way you move, giving you the realization that it is in this place that I have seen God face to face. Whatever trial you are going through, go through it. Throughout the entire New Testament, Paul never prays his trials away. He never prays them away. Not once. He goes through them. This is a man who was beaten. Wherever he preached the gospel, uh, riots broke out. He was stoned. Some believed to death and resurrected and, and ended up living. He had to know when to escape. He had to, you know, be lowered over a wall at night uh, to escape being killed or put in prison. Uh, he was shipwrecked. Ended up on an ended up on an island uh, in Melita, and through all of this, Paul learned some great things. Angels had appeared to him and ministered to him and told him what was going to happen. And so sometimes through these these trials. We end up seeing things that other people don't necessarily get to see. They could if they would just go through the trials. So don't pray your trials away. Go through them. God, God knows he sees. He is sovereign. He sees. But it is in that wrestling, it is in that trial that we find out who God really is. That he is a healer. That he is a deliverer. That he is a resurrection. He is the way, the truth, 
and the life. God bless you. I pray that this helps you in some way. Thank you for listening to this episode of Restoration Place on the King James Radio Network. We hope that you have been encouraged and until next time, little prayer, little power. Lot of prayer, lot of power. No prayer, no power. Have a blessed week. Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin'. Like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat. Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkins Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. Celebrate Halloween with dressed-up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween Spider Donut. Trick-or-treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick-or-treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good, uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst. Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkins Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary.